training for the the Marianas 100, Johnny and I, we ran what like 15 hours, right? I mean, just all yeah. you all we did was work on uh, our target heart rate being 135, 135 beats per minute, and just running for you know for 15 hours, um, which was half of the Marianas 100, and just training our body to operate at low levels of energy at this low level heart rate, but for a long, long time. <laughs> wow. So do you do that on wow. a treadmill or do you just do that outside or? No, you know, that's a beautiful thing about that. And Johnny can talk about it too, um, is that we get to choose where we get to, where we get to run. Like we're just, we're just traveling on our feet. You know, we're like, we're like driving with our legs and our feet are our vehicles. And we get to go to really cool places on our feet. And, um, um, for to train for the Marianas 100 we ran 50 miles on the big island and that 15 mile run was um in like mount the mount Akea area and that was that was super gorgeous and and that was uh johnny's first 50 miler so he can tell you more about that too yeah so like dylan said the beauty about like where like your feet can take you so we we just run anywhere and everywhere i think we've ran around all of Oahu by this point now. Mm -hmm. How does running at that altitude, is, is, is it significantly different the, with the altitude of Mauna Kea? I mean, as, as opposed to running by the ocean? Yeah. yeah, it plays a big factor. And how yeah, so, the... I mean... Like, because Dylan lives... Oh, my bad. Well, trying to talk because Dylan lives up on the mountain here on Oahu and I live right next to the ocean, like right across the street is Pearl Harbor. And like the difference from like running from sea level is like a breeze where, where the air is thinner up on the mountains where it was a lot harder. Like it, it felt suffocating at times. Mm -hmm. Oh, like what's the altitude in Mauna Kea? We went up to about, I think, 7,000 feet elevation, 8,000 feet elevation for that run. Ooh, dang. 50 miles at 8,000 feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, it was super important for us because, you know, like going into, you know, we're really thought, we really think out the training for, for uh, the Marriott's 100. Like, okay, how are we going to train for humidity? How are we going to train for a uh, hundred mile run in Guam where we can't go to Guam to train for it. And we don't have like humidity training here because humidity in Guam is about 25% higher than Oahu's. So we're like, we're just going to flip it up and turn it inside out. We're going to go up to elevation, the highest elevation in Hawaii. And we're going to uh, get really cold instead of really hot. And that sea level, we're going to get really cold and like have no oxygen, um, less oxygen to use and that's going to be like how we're going to um, combat the Guam run um, and so when we ran the 50 miles there it took us 15 hours um, because of the heat and the cold it got really really cold when we were running we had to put on um, our down jackets and um, it was freezing and we we're shivering and it was, it was really hard um, you could see our breath throughout that run and and so what we, the, the philosophy was we need to be prepared for the elements and we need to be able to make split decisions when we're running. 
Um, how can we like get back to a state of homeostasis? And that's something I think that you as fighters can understand. Like, how can I get back to to myself? And how can I get back to the state of um, relaxation? That so I can address the problems in front of me. Frank, can you relate to that? Dude, yeah, no, but I mean, I I, I guess I understand the, the 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 concept, but but that's like a that's like a different animal, you know. Like, like I'm preparing for 15 minutes of just pedal to the metal, but it's, it's like 15 hours, 30 hours, you know, that's a whole nother thing. So like, you know, when you guys were, when you guys were preparing for the Marinus 100 and then what, like, was there, was there, was, did the heat surprise you on Guam? <laughs> yeah. The heat was hard. Yeah. The heat. I yeah, because because I know you. So you guys, so you guys started like at five in the morning, and then yeah, because and then that day was just it was hot and it rained, so then it was like freaking like a. So you're basically running like in a steam room. Mm -hmm. But yeah, bro, it was you know it was nasty. I was like, good god, these guys are still out here trying to free, you know still doing this thing. But because the the heat, I mean yeah, the humidity. You know you you look at the numbers right, and then the then it's like twenty five percent more humid on Guam. But bro, like the like the sun, the sun was beating down that day. Right. Yeah. So that that run for us was um, I felt like everything was against us. We we came in, you know, three days before the run. We were jet lagged because we were 16 hours behind Guam. Um, so we were like, we didn't have a circadian rhythm set. Um, our and it was a lot hotter, right? And so, yeah, it, it is 25%. What is, but what does 25% look like and feel like? We didn't know. And I mean, like Johnny, Brandon, and I, we all ran. Um, we all ran in the, in the heat of Hawaii, but like this, the winter in Hawaii is a lot, a lot colder than the winter in, in Guam. So um, even, when, even when we did run in the afternoon heat, it was still wasn't, it still didn't prepare us for what, what was happening in, um, in Guam, but that's the point. I think the point is that you have to like, you're always going to be faced with those situations um, and the, all those unknowns, but just trying to prepare for those at the best of your ability. And we all knew going in that it was going to be hot. It was going to be hard. So we like brought more electrolytes. We brought more water. We thought we thought more about um, hydration. Um, and we just had to take the problems as they came, take the mile for the mile. You know, we ran mile 30 we weren't thinking about mile 95 and just just staying in that in that spot how long did you guys prep for the Baroness 100 yeah uh so johnny brandon and i we started when did we start johnny it was uh i think november, november. yeah like yeah wow yeah november wow Now, now having have run it, having uh, set the launch at 5 a.m. and then running um, southbound, if uh, you know, knowing how difficult that was and kind of doing that in the blind for the most part, how would you would you make some drastic changes in terms of how you would schedule and chart that course, or do you feel like you kind of uh, you kind of uh, started off right? I want to hear what Johnny has to say about that. Yeah, I have my own reservations for sure, but um, 
Let's give Johnny um, the mic for a second. In all honesty, um, I loved it. I I think that running in the south to begin with, to like just start on the coastline, was like self rewarding in itself. Like it didn't even matter if like you know like like myself like I didn't like technically finish because halfway through I was like completely combusted and severely dehydrated. So. You know, it was just like, just, it was just so great to like, just be there and be present. And like, I, I thought that it was, it made the run even that more of a challenge that the hardest part was in the beginning, only for the latter half to be somewhat of like, I don't know, like total euphoria, which I got to witness um you know um dylan finished the latter half of the mariana's 100 but yeah i, w- I, yeah, I really wouldn't change anything it, i thought it was a good route and and you know it's just pitch for everybody else to come and and run it that it's not it's not an easy run but it is a fun one <laughs> yeah the i want to piggyback off what johnny said about the way we started, we started at five o'clock and, you know, you think about the math, right. And the, and the timing, if you, if we started in the evening, we would have had less, less sunlight um, to address when we were running. Um, However, I think that, I think that was the, the beauty of it is that we did, we did get two days of sun. We got two days of full sun. We were running and that was super hard. However, the, um, Because we ran south, we started we started again. Yeah, we ran directly south. We were able to see we were able to see the beauty of the of the run, and that's what makes it. Um, that was that's really what makes it worth it for us is that we're able to run in a, in a place that's beautiful, um, and we get to see everything on feet. You know, you're you travel when you travel on feet, it's just a whole different um, feeling, and you take more pride in, in what you're seeing and and. Um, and it really becomes like a medicine. Like, you know, you see bare rock or you're going through, you're going through, um, <clears throat> through like even Tumon Bay. It's like those places are just such beautiful things to see that it becomes like a relief when you're running. And if, if we ran that backwards and we didn't see any of that, it would have been a lot harder of a run. Oh, like visually all of that, that that's like visual medicine then, huh? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, you yeah. put on the rose glasses. Wow. Like it yeah. made, it made like the tough parts easy. And then I guess the places that you ran in that, that you had darkness that you ran through darkness were kind of like uh, the less sensational places. So yeah, I, that, that, that's um, great that it turned out that way. And then now Frank, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> if you, because Frank came in at about mile, where was that? About mile, about mile 50 is when you had stepped in, right? Yeah. No. Now, Frank, if you, because you just ran on the fly. Somewhere Frank around there. To, Frank was on his way to mixed martial arts training. And then instead he decided he was going to uh, run a 5K. And then that 5K turned into uh, how long? 
Tell us a little dude, bit about that one. Right? Dude, so what happened was, bro, I was at I was actually at the mall. I was at the mall with my with my family, with my wife and my kids. And Rome, you know, Rome, Rome just kept sending me pictures. He's like, yeah, man, I'm following these guys. Da, 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 da. And then I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. That's fucking badass. And then and then uh he sent me a photo of you guys at Telefofo with the board, with the fuck I board. Nice. You know, and then I was like, I was like, it was around around like 4:35, and I was like, okay, I have I have sparring today. You know, it's a Friday, and then and then Rome was just saying like, yo man, like, uh, dude, you should check these guys out, da, da 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 da, whatever. And then I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, shoot, you know what, man? Maybe I'll run like a 5k. You know what I mean? Or like or like uh, yeah, I'll run like a 5k with them. Oh, hey, they're they're gonna be passing Jonia soon. So I was like, okay, I, I told my wife, let's go home. And then I saw, let me drop you and then I'll just park at my cousin's house and then I'll run down to wherever you guys are at, you know? And then, uh, I, and then I was like, okay, fuck, what do I grab? I was like, okay, uh, man, okay, I'm not going to grab water. Okay. Uh, maybe I could, you know, I could just run to the store or whatever. Uh, okay. I got my headlamp, uh, fuck speaker. Let me grab my speaker. <laughs> yeah. I, think yeah. I want some gems. You know? <laughs> No, yeah. I, I actually saw that. I saw when you ran into them because I was coming up the hill and you guys are going up and then Frank was coming down. So I was like, I was wondering, what were you guys thinking when you see this guy in a long white sleeve shirt, a uh, long sleeve shirt running down at a pretty fast pace? <laughs> yeah, what were you thinking there, Dylan? Did you know oh, who it was uh, initially or were you guys like, oh, shit? Dude, no, we're like, well, I'll, Johnny right off the bat was like, I know who you are. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't know who you were, Frank. I didn't know who you were running down until you said, before you even said, hey, I'm Frank. We Like Brandon and I knew who you were. Like when we saw you, we're like, holy shit, no ways. <laughs> we're like, we're going to get beat up halfway through the run. <laughs> Don't get <laughs> no, dude, I was, I, I saw Frank uh, coming down. I was like, that guy's buff. He looks like a military guy. Like, maybe his military guy's going to come run with us. And uh, you show up and I was like, oh, it's, it's Frank. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, like that's such a beautiful thing about running. Is like, it's such a, it's such an inviting thing to do is because like, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are at someone like most people can like put one foot in front of the other. And so I was really stoked. Um, and it warms my heart because, you know, Brandon and, and Johnny were, were going through it. You know, they'd never passed mile 50. They hadn't passed mile 50, um, before. So like, so I knew going into the second half, like that's going to be really hard and having someone be the gatekeeper, like Frank was the gatekeeper for mile 50 for us and like he he escorted us to a new realm of pain and new realm of of the of the island and it was like i, I mean i have chicken skin thinking about it now but it's like it's like you need this like tribe of people to help you get to that spot and like who who else to who else better to to get you to the toughest spot than someone like than someone like frank you know and like you know just running with you you can feel the pool you can feel the energy and the strength that that you had um that you carried with you and that was it was so contagious is in incredibly Dude, contagious honestly i was I, I i was i was like 
like trying not to geek out as much as I could because I, I realized that I was starting my mile one was your mile 51. And I was <laughs> like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, like I'm not going to talk my ass off and be like, hey guys, hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? Oh man, right on. They do nice shoes. You know, I don't want to be like fucking all crazy like that. But I was like, yo, these guys. Because uh, when Roman and I did 50, when I did 50 miles, bro, I was wrecked, dude. I was wrecked. I was like, yeah. yo, these guys are halfway there. Good God. So that's why I was like, man, I got to bring the speaker just somehow, some way. And then if you guys need it, I was really just there for support, you know, support crew. I didn't care how, how long I was going to get. I told my wife I was going to run like maybe a 5K fucking next thing. You know, I ended up at a, at a the freaking mall, <laughs> freaking at the, the mall, oh, dude. The mall. <laughs> you know right. like where it all started <laughs> yeah know. and then and you know honestly but i got to got to the mall i was like yo man i gotta watch the kids in the morning oh dude yeah i was like you know I, I can't leave my wife hanging out so i was like man boys kill it you know what i mean kill it so i had to freaking I had to, but it was awesome. good it was it was dope man man i wow like you know, you know, you know what, what I, uh, what was so cool was like the island spirit, like the, 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 the Chamorro spirit, the Guam spirit, whatever you want to call it. The, um, at, at our first stop, uh, I remember when we came up the hill and then we went down and then they had like a big spotlight. I think it was like brands, family and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was probably like only like three, I was probably like only like maybe five miles in or something like that. But I just remember, like, like the the hospitality of the family just bringing in all this food and all these drinks, and I was like, "Yo, dude, I'm gonna run like 15 miles, but I'm gonna gain weight on this run." <laughs> <laughs> that's Guam, dude. That's Guam, and that's you know, there's a super like when I when when I uh, when I was making up this run, when I was like thinking about, I was like, "Has Guam ever been ran? Has you know has uh you know has um." Has there ever been a hundred miler in Guam? I was just thinking like my brain was turning. It's like, this would be perfect. Like this would be so good for the island. It'd be so good for the culture. Um, and the culture lends itself for, for it to succeed because there's so much family support wherever you go. And um, which you don't, you don't find that in, anywhere else um, as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, so when we were doing that, um, you can really like, you everywhere we went someone is either honking or someone yeah. was giving you water someone like people want to see you succeed and that's such a beautiful thing about um about, about running there and running in guam and just 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 tomorrow culture um and and uh and rome you're you which was really beautiful was like when we finished the run um you you brought us these you showed us the rocks and, and all of the um all of the the stones that that you're traveling with that were also part of this like support the support network and that was something that you'll never ever hear about in, in ultra running and that's i definitely want you to, to speak on that and um and we're all ears well, on yeah i was traveling i have uh with uh with a with a with a collection of uh, artifacts sling stones and i meant to i meant to uh break them out with you guys when you guys were first at Talapopo just to say, hey, the ancestors are with you. And, but, you know, at every stopover that we came to, I was already always just blown away by like, the whole story of everything. But they were in my car the whole time. And then finally, when you guys got to see them, you know what I mean? They, they, uh, 
Um, I think it was just fitting, you know, like like what you guys did was a an incredible freaking uh, an incredible feat and achievement. And, you know, I think that uh, in that way, it kind of felt like it was resonating through past, present and, you know, hopefully definitely the future, you know, and um, really stoked to see that even though everything didn't go as planned, we realized there really wasn't a plan, you know, so I guess <laughs> everything just found a way of going. But, you know, really uh, stoked to see. Where's Brandon, by the way? He's at work, man. And he just, he, it was so sad because he's like, you know, that's, that's how Brandon is. He's like, he has to work and he has to, he, he's like, he's such a working man, but he really wanted to be here, but he couldn't, he couldn't make it out. But that Brandon guy, doing? he's a, he's a superintendent, like a assistant superintendent for a roofing company. So he's, wow. he's out roofing right now. It's at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> so that guy will roof and then he'll run. Yeah. Holy shit, Brandon wrestler. That's why wrestler. Yeah, wrestler. He's a. I mean, Brandon. He's a. He's a state champion from Hawaii. You know, his his whole family is like wrestling wrestling sensations, and he uh he wrestled D one at uh, I think it was Oregon State University. Yeah, OSU. Whoa. You know, crazy stories like on our like before we flew out to Guam, he showed up to the airport sweaty disgusting like wearing like his his work clothes his work boots he just finished roofing for like eight hours before the flight to guam and he took a shower in the bathroom to like clean off his his fat fat and everything you know and getting trying to get clean <laughs> yeah, those, those handy wipes come in they, they come in really handy for those and he was supposed to be off that day we flew out <laughs> oh that's great. Oh man, but they called him in last minute. That's that line of work there. Yeah, he's he's uh he's you know Brandon. He's not here right now, but he's such a huge part of of making the Marianas 100 happen. And um, I mean his whole his whole family like was all around the island following us the entire time. Um, yeah, man. That stop off that Frank was talking about with the big spotlight that was impressive. Yeah. That was like four generations that came out, you know, and then I saw the really, I guess, was it Brandon's great-grandmother that had come out? Dude, it was like, yeah, yeah it was his great-grandma. Yeah, then, then I saw then I saw you guys were, like, freaking by them going, oh, boy, that's my cue, you know? I'm like, this is going to be, because I, I was trying, I had to get some work done at the shop and then finally made it to the shop, and then you guys called me up later on and said, holy, that's right, these guys are still running. What time did the run finish? That was... Uh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Yeah, 1 p.m. the next day. So wow, uh, it took 32 hours. <laughs> 32 hours. How was the recovery, man? How were the body pains after that? You know, the I think for for all of us, we all had our own different um, our own levels of recovery. But for me, I slept for 15 hours that day, <laughs> and wow. um. um the recovery is just as hard as the run because I still had to drink a lot of water, still had to eat a lot of calories. Like I was like so in, in such a huge deficit from um, the run that I had to like eat as if I was still running. So I had to like eat a surplus of calories, drink a lot more water, take a lot more electrolytes, and uh, you know stretching and you know the whole the whole nine yards, stretching, um, sleeping a lot, you know. Um, 
like rubbing CBD lotion on my muscles, massages and everything like that, just to make, just to make myself feel normal. Um, how, but I'm still many, recovering. How many, how many calories did you burn on that run? Something like, actually, let me just look it up for you right now. I have, I, I I'll, think I'll it was you. something like 500,000, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that, that's insane. No, it, it's all hot that was in the beginning. Oh, holy moly. <laughs> like, you know, you always like hoping that, like you have that, those nice merciful days, I think, mm-hmm. a breeze and less sun, but it was the other way around. No, it was that. I mean, I'd love to talk more about the elements in this run too, but it was around twelve thousand calories. Good God! Wow. Okay. Jeez. Which is, which is like if twelve thousand calories. So one McDonald's Big Mac is what a thousand calories. What? You only right? burn 12 Big Macs for a 100, 100 mile run around Guam? Is that, is that right? I don't know. How many big, how much calories is a Big Mac? I think probably like 800, maybe. Uh, but with fries. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like dude, you know from personal experience. Dude, freaking Rome would eat like 12,000 calories a meal. Well, I'll, I'll put, I'll put 12,000. Heck yeah, guarantee. Kadu, then Danny's right. It's on. <laughs> Tate said with ice cream, a couple Bud Lights. I know, which is which is crazy, and then that makes you kind of really think. Okay, of, you know, um, five hundred calories, Big Mac, five hundred calories. So, okay, wow. 24. 24 Big Macs. Twenty four Big Macs, <laughs> and you're twenty four Big Macs. Twenty four Big Macs, and you're just you're you're at zero death. You know, basically. Yeah, I'd rather run a hundred miles again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, but something, but like something like that, right? Like, a, like an ultra, does it, you know, like, uh, I don't know, if I, I, maybe I just read like some rumor or whatever, but you know how, like, you know, you, 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 you work out the muscles and then it, like, it, it's, it's, it's so like, uh, body demanding that sometimes it even, even like eats up, like, a, you know, like it has to pull, you have to pull energy and, and supplies from like even like your bone marrow sometimes i hear you know that's that's where that's what we try to avoid actually there's i forget the name of the disease that happens for endurance runners that um that run too much and they're not eating enough it's like it's it's a it's a non-reversible disease where your body starts to eat eat itself to to gain um energy but you know, that's why they say there's like these all these running sayings that like that we all think about when we're running like 100 calories per mile. Like you you run a mile, taking taking 100 calories. You like, you know, um, before the run, like make sure you're eating enough food and um, trying to really like it's such a science, it's such a science. And then you saw that when we're running. It's like we talk about heart rate all the time. Yeah. Talk, salt intake water intake all the time dude that's all i remember that you know that was one thing that i was just so impressed and like i was so like glad to have been around to experience that like every five minutes all right guys heart rate check like oh yeah i'm good 130 and then this johnny this is when your heart rate was like starting to to spike you know and he's like oh fuck. yeah dude it was like oh fuck i'm like i'm like at 180 and i, and I was looking at mine and i was like holy shit I was like, damn, dude, this guy's, you know, like the body's tripping out already, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like I could, but it was, it was so cool to see like how you guys were so aware of that and like managing it, you know, like, and then I was asking, I forgot who I asked, but I was like, I was like, yo man, like, do you guys just eat gels and shit like the whole time? And you're like, no nah, man, I eat regular food. You know, I was like, 
Okay, oh, shoot, that, no. makes, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, Johnny's the eater of the group. He, uh, I mean, <laughs> Johnny has a super important story, I think, for anyone who is aspiring to run 100 miles for the Marion's 100. He should definitely um, tell the story of like what had happened to him um, so that other people don't make the same mistake. What happened there? Um, so we figured out why, what was going on with my body because, oh, nice. um, I hear this. we were all pretty dehydrated. We were all pretty dehydrated. Um, when we got to like Telefofo Bay and I had some salt pills that I bought from the running store. And what I didn't notice is that it had caffeine in the salt pills. Oh, snap. And I don't drink. I don't drink coffee at all. I don't take anything with caffeine in it because I, I already have enough energy, as I'd like to say. So, and Dylan says that if we're running 100 miles and you can have coffee and your first caffeine gel or whatever at mile 85 when we make it there. And like around mile 40, we were like dehydrated and Dylan's like, you need like eight salt pills or whatever. Oh, fuck you. And like, how many, how, Be- how much? Because how many my heart rate, and like, I like, they had 30 milligrams with each salt pill. And I had taken, I think, four prior to that eight. And Dylan looked up the, uh, the equivalency of me drinking coffee to the amount of salt pills I took. And what was it then? Like half a gallon of coffee? Dude, that's a lot of coffee, bro. Damn. So oh, you could have gotten yeah. a heart attack. So what, what ended up happening? I, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Jack 3D. You know that that pre-workout brand? Yeah, yeah. Jack 3D, dude. That dude, that thing when it first came out, that was freaking like drugs, dude. It was a yeah, it was a drug, man. And like people were saying, I remember people saying, I can't feel my hands. Yes, you know, tingling. I can't feel my, can't feel my yeah. face. And that was Johnny was Johnny kept saying shit like that. Like, what are you talking about, man? I don't what do you mean you can't feel your hands? But it all clicked because you know, around mile 40, it was like the hottest part of the day. We just had this huge torrential rain and then just blasting sun. So all the steam was coming up. And so we were completely dehydrated. And then, um, and so, so around mile 40, he's like, listen, guys, we're all dehydrated. Our heart rate running, we're running 12 minute miles and we're, and our heart rate's around like 160. Like that's really high. Like Fucking we're super hey, dehydrated. Yeah, we're like super dehydrated. So it's like, listen, listen, Johnny, listen, Brandon, we're going to go to this next A station. We're going to sit down. We're going to like replenish all of our electrolytes because we just need to get back to base level, base level electrolytes. Johnny, you're going to take eight salt pills. I'm going to take my, my dosage of salt pills. And then we're going to drink three liters of water. And then we're going to rest for like 15 minutes. And then we keep running again. And then it's going to be nighttime and we're not going to be sweating as much. However, Johnny didn't know, and no one knew that he was using a new product that no one used before, which is like, which is, I think the, the problems that don't use anything new, like stick, stick to like, you know, the way you train is the way you fight, right? So the way you train is the way you run. And so we, he used something that had caffeine in it. And, um, and so he, he took around 12 of these pills, which is the equivalent of about like like three quarters or three, like 
three quarters of a gallon's worth of coffee of God drip coffee damn. that he drank <laughs> and, yeah, so, and that's when your heart's already going crazy with it's a run itself yeah yeah so he i mean you know yeah. johnny could have died he could have really died and um you know we got to mile 50 a nurse came over johnny looked like shit like i was trying to look at his eyes he wasn't even like fully there you know Dude, he was running yeah well, I, I remember uh i remember him saying like yo man like i i kind of like i've never seen this before like he's yeah his heart rate is like resting your heart yeah, rate was like at 130 up. 140 you know when your heart rate should have been like at like 40 or 39 or you know what i mean but i was like Holy yeah yeah damn the yeah because you drank a freaking gallon of coffee dude <laughs> in pill form in pill and you're form. not even a coffee drinker nope i don't oh. take caffeine at all when i train or run most Great, of the time fortunate coffee gets expensive nowadays <laughs> when you get the craving for it you know what i mean but you know it tastes so good too and then the vibe, you know, like coffee shops, man, like, you know, they just have like a good vibe. But anyways, sorry, hey, Mike, was, Ty- Mike Tyson never coffee. drank uh, coffee. He drank tea. Who? Mike Tyson, yeah. That is really. true. That is crazy. He's never tried coffee before. Yeah, dude, the monster. Monster. No, no. so when, when this thing all came together, um, uh, Dylan... And John, we heard that this is building towards your uh, Mount Everest. Correct. Uh, You're right. Right. You know, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, Everest, yeah so anyways, your your goal for Everest. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm like kind of. I'm pretty shy about talking about it, just because like I don't want to take away from like, you know, Brandon and Johnny and like the success of the run, but there is like. You know, within the tribe we all have our own goals you know and um my goal is uh not more important than anyone else's goals but my goal right now is to climb mount everest as a part of uh my company um and you know as 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 my own person as a chamorro um who who runs um who is one of the main people in tribe is that you know i have my own identity outside of that and i want to be the first person from guam or the first chamorro to climb mount everest and to put put my um, put put the Guam flag on on the top because you know there's you know a lot of countries have been up there a lot of people have been up there but Guam hasn't yet and if someone if someone was more more passionate about me I'd definitely let them do it but like I think I'm like the only person who wants that right now which is which is cool because if it becomes a race and then shit but <laughs> But I think it's um it's something that I not an obligation, but it's it's something that's that's like it has to be done by me. And I feel I just feel that in my heart that it's like there 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 needs to be someone to do it and that someone like you know when that you know like when you um like popcorn share and like okay you can just share whenever you want and like you feel that urge to stand up and share like that's that's how i feel about it like i have to stand up stand up and do it and like physically because i know it, there, there's so many obstacles towards getting there i mean financially mm-hmm. physically uh i don't know maybe logistically or whatever do you think like um 
how long have you been preparing physically for an Everest climb and how close are you feeling? I mean, in terms of physical preparation, do you think that you're there? So I've been preparing for Everest since 2018. Um, well, that's when, that's when I um, made that goal. So in 2018, I made that goal to do it because, you know, I met, I met ultra marathon runners in my life. I'm like, wow, you're running hundred miles. Why don't you do something like hard? Like let's do something like the hardest thing in the world. So why don't you climb Mount Everest? And they were always like, no, that's not for me. And that's too hard. And, you know, before I even ran hundred miles, like I just never gave myself enough, enough um, props. Right. I didn't give myself enough confidence to do that. Um, but through running, I, 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 I gained this confidence to say like, if I just train hard enough, you know, and if you're right around the right people and you have the right mindset and the right heart, you can do whatever you want. Um, that's how I met Johnny. That's how, how I um, started working with Brandon. And so for, for me, um, I've been training and thinking about it and meditating on it, writing it down in my journal for the last four years, you know, like I'm going to climb Mount Everest. And I just met with um, two Everest summiters this last wow. week, last Monday. Um, wow. And, and one of them, one of them was on, I don't know if you ever watched the Netflix series called 14 Peaks, but um but he, he, he filmed that and, and, you know, he's climbed seven of the 14 mountains. And I tell him all the time, like, you know, I want to climb Mount Everest. And like, he's like, am I doing enough? He's like, dude, I can't even run a marathon. You know, I've climbed seven, seven of the 14 highest peaks in the world and I can't run a marathon. So you're good. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he's, he's never done a marathon, but he's climbed Everest. Yeah. And, oh. and the, and the hardest mountains in the world, like K2, which is in Pakistan and like really hard mountains, but the, the physical part is there, you know, there's, but it really is. And something that we can all commiserate with is like, is the mental part, you know, the, the mental fortitude needed to, to do it is way more important than the physical part part that you have to think about it might take you longer you might have to you might have to uh crawl but you'll still be able to do 100 miles if you want to dude is wow. there it, it, for to do everest you know like yeah doing 100 mile doing ultras but like uh the air is thinner right less oxygen temperature is mm -hmm. different is it is there like is there like an acclimation process or are you just gonna hit this thing cold like do you do like tents do you sleep in uh -huh. a tent or yeah there's a there's a whole process that we can get into for sure there's it's a lot like you know like preparing for a hundred mile race you have to acclimate for it and um if i were to go from hawaii to the top of everest i'd literally die you know yeah and so there is an acclimation period where people train for years to do it. They train, you know, they'll go, they'll climb a 20,000 foot mountain and then, then they'll like rest for a year. Then they'll climb up to 22,000 feet, go back to 18,000 feet, go to camp four, which is that like right before the death zone, you know, and then go to camp three, camp two, camp one, and then base camp, then go all the way from base camp all the way back to, up to the summit. And so that it would take, it takes a Sherpa, you know, like 24 hours to climb from base camp to, to the top of Everest. But for someone like from sea level, it'll take us around two months to acclimate properly. Ooh. Wow. 
24 hours. Yeah. And, and there's, if you look at the road records for um, Everest climbing there, people do it in insane amounts of time. Like, you know, one of my, one of my, um, my heroes, his name is Killian and he's a, uh, I don't like to tell people about my hero because if a lot of people know about him, then I'm, I don't feel like it's going to be as everyone's going to try to be him, you know, but here I am talking about him. He, he ran uh, from base camp to Everest, then back to base camp then back to top of Everest in eight days without fixed lines, without oxygen. And he's from, C and he was born and raised at sea level. So, wow. So he's, uh, I mean, if you look him up on, on Instagram, his name is Killian Jornet. Um, he's, uh, he's like the most, he's like the most um, successful runner in the entire world, you know. That's he, freaking wait, wild, dude. Did you say he climbed Everest, came back to base camp, and then climbed Everest again, and then came back to base camp in eight days? Yeah. No oxygen. No oxygen. And just, did you say no ropes? No ropes. Yeah. And he ran. Wow. Jeez. This is ridiculous. Okay. Killian Gurney. Like, yeah. Wow. So he's like, he's like, I don't know who the, the running, the running equivalent or the, the fighting equivalent would be. Maybe he's like BJ Penn or something. Who's like the prodigy gets his black belt in like two years or something. But he's like, the, he's so good that he doesn't even compete in competitions anymore because it just doesn't make sense for him. He just makes his own records up now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I just got him up here on Instagram. Um, Jeez. The Catalan professional sky runner, trail runner, sky mountaineer, and long distance runner. Six time champion of the long distance running sky runner world series. And as Juan had. Uh, most of the most uh, world's most prestigious ultra marathons. Wow. No first known fastest known time speed record for the ascent and descent of major mountains. Wow, this guy's crazy. Right on. Yeah, he's he's a real deal, man. Like 1.3 million followers, you know, and does 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 his does the thing and does it really well. Right on. Yeah. Dude, Dylan, are you do you sleep in a tent like right now? No, you just still kind of uh man, I I want to buy one, but it's twenty two hundred dollars, twenty two hundred dollars. Oh geez, yeah, and then you got to refill that tank, right? It's like wow, or whatever that is. Yeah, so I mean that's that's definitely on my on my on, on my shopping list. Um, I have a GoFundMe and I'm gonna buy one, but um when when I was talking with the summiters uh last Monday. They were saying like the the worst thing for you to do is sleep, you know, run ultra marathons and sleep with the tent because it'll just fuck up your recovery. So the uh, best way, you hear what I'm saying? So the best way to use it is to work out with it and sleep at you know sleep at sea level. Oh, so that's when that's when you wear the mask and you do the cardio with the mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest advice I was given by two mountaineer or two ever summiters was to do weighted step-ups, box step-ups. <laughs> Interesting. Was, yeah. Weighted box step-ups. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just do That's that for definitely... eight hours. Hey, Rome, just do that for eight hours, bro. <laughs> and cherry pickers. Don't forget cherry pickers. Frank. <laughs> or this UFC fight, cherry pick, cherry, do cherry pickers to your heart's ass, your heart's desire. One, two, three, one, one, two, three. But 
you know, even, even for, even for what's next for tribe, you know, um, Johnny and I are training for the Tahoe 200, which is a 200 mile run. What is, right. what is the, dude, what is the dude, base? Dude, don't you realize that 200? Dude. What is the base of that elevation? It's like 8,000, right, Johnny? Yeah, eight. Yes, 8,000 8, feet so, elevation. So when are you guys, when, when are you guys competing here? When, when is Tribe sending us the crew out and it's, uh, is everybody on board for that? Who's going to be, just you two are going to be doing the, uh, is Brandon running the, uh, the 200 with you guys as well? No, so it's just Johnny no. and I, and I definitely want to get Johnny the floor more. Um, I want to give him some Johnny, love out here. Talk, talk to us about that 200, what? man. What, what's the motivation for that? Um, honestly, the mad, motivation man. was I had just finished my first marathon last October and Dylan was like, let's go celebrate and get dinner the next night and literally gave me this whole speech about signing up for a 200 miler. Wow. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's fucking do it. And Holy we've been training ever since. <laughs> wow. How's, it, how's the training going for that? Damn off of one conversation. And a couple beers. <laughs> it's really good. Off of one conversation. Wow! Right on, Johnny. Fucking cheers to that. You just did your 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 first marathon ever, last October. That's that's a yeah, stellar climb. Marathon. Here. Literally the day before, I had talked to a Dylan. Um. So yeah. Um. After the Mariana's one hundred, I am like totally said because we're we're literally two months out like I think 60 days out from actual race day in June um, and I'm I'm hungry for more miles like I really want this like I spend long periods of time after training um, meditating and just repeating to myself I will be a finisher of the Tahoe 200 endurance run and I feel really strongly about like, you know, like, of course, like I'm, I'm a little scared cause I'm attempting something I did. I've never done once again, but, um, I know for a fact, and I know Dylan knows for a fact that, uh, we're going to be finishers come June. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. That that's totally inspired. You would think, uh, you know, if the 100 didn't uh, give you guys that achievement or however far just even coming out for that, all of you guys, I mean, now you're aiming even higher, literally. Yeah, yeah. There's Dude, that's amazing. like that's like double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what you learn from running is, you know, there's no finish line when it comes to running. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're unless we you have, make one. <laughs> we have a lot. We have a lot of different projects coming up. We have Everest Base Camp next month. We have. Um, Tahoe 200 in two months and we're really trying to get um the Everest Summit done by 2024 that's my goal is to make the money for that and I really like push for that and like what what I think I've noticed from running and what running has really taught me and and Johnny please chime in on this too is that you know it really whatever you prepare for and whatever you like set your intention for it is possible if you uh 
if you believe it is possible and you believe it, then all you have to do is do it. Wow. You know, big words, but from a man who uh, ran 100 miles around Guam, uh, it's completely believable, you know. Uh, you know, we're excited to see, you know, often, you know, throughout the whole thing, um, you know, uh, big respect for you guys and, and uh, big respect for the uh, big, uh, we got big eyes looking out for what you got going on with, with Tribe. Could you just uh, tell us a little bit more about the Tribe Collective? Yeah, the Tribe Collective, uh, we started, or Brandon Perez and I, we started that in, uh, in 2020. And it started off as just Brandon and I hiking every Wednesday, wrestling every Friday, and trying to, trying to curate um, and, and to really like make a healthy lifestyle for us. You know, like, you know, Brandon was pretty overweight, you know, like just got out of a bad relationship. I just got out of a bad relationship. We're like in this toxic time of our lives. And we just, we knew that we wanted to surround ourselves with good people and we wanted to be good people too, you know? And so we invited people hiking. We invited people to wrestling practice. And like, we just um, surrounded ourselves with people who, whose whole goal is to be like their best version of themselves. And you, I don't know, I don't know if you ever experienced, um, yeah, you know, I don't even, I know you both experienced this, Frank um, and Rome, that when you surround yourself with high level people and you sit with winners, you get so inspired. Like, what can I do to be my best self? Like, you know, like Frank's, Frank's like in the UFC, you know, Rome has, has fuck I, and like, how can I be my best self? Like, what, what can I contribute to the world? What can I give to the world to make, to make this global tribe um, something that, does good for society and uh you know and, and really what ended up happening was i really wanted to see if i could run you know a 15 mile run and what happened was like 30 people came out and supported me and 30 like 30 people who also wanted to be their best version of themselves felt invited that i was trying to do something hard and do something that tested my spirit and soul that they wanted to also do that for themselves and for them, their 50 miles or their Mount Everest was like a marathon or their their Mount Everest was running 10 miles or something something of that nature. And so so we we wanted Brandon and I wanted to label this effect of like wanting to be your best self by being around people who are also trying to be their best self. And we called that the tribe, you know, the tribe vibe, you know, the tribe effect. Um, and so so now as a company, we try to we try to like inspire others to find their why, find their Mount Everest, find whatever it is that makes their lives shine bright and like really like makes a difference in the world. And, you know, for a lot of us, it is running because running is an accessible thing to a lot of people. But, um, you know, we, we work with we work with the land. We try to rehabilitate the earth. We try to. Um, we go to donation drives and, and we try to, we're, we're creating a scholarship right now called the tribe scholarship where, where we take someone who's in high school, who's like the average Joe person. And we, we train them for four years to be their best version of themselves, whether it's, you know, wrestling, soccer, running, whatever they want, the tribe wants to support them financially with gear, with, with whatever it is so that they, by the end of their high school career, they can have the opportunity to, you know, wrestle in college, you know, like go off to trade school, whatever it is that they need to do. 
Um, but Tribe wants to be a part of that. Right on, man. And you guys have definitely been down those paths that you want to lead people through. So that gives it a lot much more value and credibility, you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. the fact that you guys are going willing to do these ridiculous things, you know what I mean? Or go to these higher measures is because, you know, it really shows because you want to take people there with you, man. So that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's very admirable. Thank you. And the, 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 another thing too, another like really important part of tribe is like the empowerment of, you know, Asian Pacific Islanders, people like us who are from rocks in the middle of nowhere, you know, people count us out all the time. Right, Frank. Right. And I know, I know people do that because we're from an Island. They think we're like, you know, a, a saying here in Hawaii is, uh, don't mistake an aloha for weakness, you know, because we're loving people. We, we want to, we're inviting people, but people think we're weak for it, or they think we're, we're they count us out, they think we're not, like we're lazy, or um, I'm, I'm trying to break that stigma, and I also want people to know that, like, like, we have hearts, man. We're like, we have huge hearts, and that we're not people to um, contend with, and that not contend with in a again in a violent way but like we we need we need to empower other asian pacific islanders um to to do things you know that are that are um out of their comfort zones dude totally man i think i think the aloha holiday spirit is our strength mm -hmm. yeah and, and what is there there's bula there's uh right you know all all the um you know, Casalelia, you know, there's all that, that, that all exists out there. Ali. Oh, yes. yeah. Ali, everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and I'd love, I want to, I'd actually really appreciate like just what, what does that mean for, for you guys to be like these, like these huge social figures, athletic figures in, in the, in the Asian Pacific Islander community? And how, how is that? Um, how has that been a part of your journey with, with success? Well, like for me, you know, like growing up in Saipan, you know, 14 miles long, seven miles wide, 40, 40,000 people, you know, like, uh, like growing up, there was only just a few things that I was supposed to do. Right. It was either, I was just going to go to, go to school, join the military or stay on the Island and just just work for the government or live off the government, you know, it's like four things. But like when I, you know, when I, when I met Rome and I, uh, through Cookie Alvarez and the, the purebred trench tech familia through martial arts, I was like, yo man, like there has to be a different, you know, there has to be another, another way for me. Like, I really want to do this thing and there has to be a way. But so the, you know, the reason why I'm very uh, like passionate about yeah, repping the islands, right? Obviously, because, you know, we're, we're all proud island boys, but um, I, I, I feel that I am, I am where I am and I, and I've succeeded because I've succeeded to the, the, the places that I've succeeded and I am the man who I am and the island boy and the husband and whatever, because of what the island has made me. And um obligated or maybe it's not obligated but i just feel like it's my duty to uh to to be the best representative that i can and to like pay it forward you know yeah 
to pay it mm-hmm. forward because I wish I wish there was a kid. I wish when I was a kid that there was a there was a, a, a pro athlete local boy that would come in and be like, hey, man, Frank, you know what? You can do it, too, you know? You know, mm-hmm. or, or or whatever, whatever it is to be a pilot or to be a, an entrepreneur, to 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 open up your own shop, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But I, I never really had that. And, uh, you, you know, sometimes I, I've kind of like veered away because, you know, just focusing on family and 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 um, my career. But. Yeah, dude, like paying it forward, it's like uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but I, I find I find like happiness or i find like it feels like purposeful i don't know it feels yeah it feels good dude it just feels good man just to pay it forward but even even that in itself like focusing on your family focusing on your work that's something that but by you being who you are and you doing that you're teaching everyone else like focus on your family focus on your life focus on your and and, you know as and as a as a father of three like you know my my wife and i we would talk about it all the time like the best way that they learn and the best way that they follow is by example you know Mm -hmm. not so much by the belt but i mean sometimes you gotta freaking you gotta you gotta you gotta whack them in the in the ass you know to to freaking (laughs) get them to like you know for discipline and all that shit but man i know i'm sorry i know no, no, but, but but they they yeah. really like, I know that's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but they really live. They really follow by example, you know. Right. Yeah, and that's you know, like, hey man, don't stop eating that freaking stop eating all that fast food. But here I am, like freaking, you know, pounding freaking Big Macs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got you got eyes on you all the time, man. Like if you go to McDonald's and you're eating a Big Mac at McDonald's, like oh Frank's doing it, I can do it too. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's just like the, the, the and that's just like one thing, right? There's so many different factors and there's so many different scenarios, you know. But like, um... now do you get do you get do you sometimes ever feel over obligated? Because of course you want to set the best example, but at the same time it's just natural to be like a human being, right? Dude, I so used you, I, I used to. I used to. I used to feel obligated, but now I'm 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 uh I'm really just being less I'm like kind of like I guess I'm less like I'm not judging myself as much, you know? And yeah. I can really just do whatever makes me happy, you know, like like man, I'll like I'll have a beer, you know, I'll I'll go, I'll party, I'll have a good time, you know, but but like I really, but I truly do see the benefits of a healthy living. I see, I truly see the benefits of discipline and hard work. That yeah. when I when I do talk about it, man, it's so authentic and it's so genuine because it's what makes me me. Yeah, you're definitely living a lifestyle that requires you to do that, and then you you find yourself in a really good cycle because you you, you it requires you to do that, but. Doing that is, uh, you know what I mean? It's it's another positivity in its own way. So you got like a really good wheel turning right now. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, and a lot of people think that it's just, you know, like, a, like because it's not the norm, it seems like a front, you know, like, like a, you know, man, why are you going to, why are you going to do eight hours of cardio? You know, like, man, because this is what I want to freaking do, you know, like, mm-hmm. that, it's like, that's just the norm. Like, it's what I just got to do. And, and so you're running of- for eight hours. Dylan yeah. and yes. Johnny. You guys are running for freaking eight hours. Jeez. Dude, wow, man. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to do some push-ups again. I'm going to do some push-ups. <laughs> wow. Even before Johnny left, he, he Johnny ran eight 
18 hours with us before he, he finally was like, all right, I'm done, you know? Hey, for the- how, if, if, if I wanted, if I wanted to do a hundred miles, how long would I, would I need to, to prep? And yeah, like how, how long would I need to prep to do something like that? Well, or like what steps, what steps would you, would it, would, would you recommend, you know, like hiring a coach or getting a coach and doing this and doing that and like this, this time frame? Yeah. So for, for me, you know, like, and obviously I know, I know what you're capable of already as a, as a professional athlete, I know that you're a high level athlete. And I know that you're, your base, you, like in running, you use, you, you use the word base a lot. Like what is the base of the person? Yeah. You already have a solid baseline. Your, your, your muscles are strong. Your ligaments are strong. Um, your cardio is probably very strong. Um, and your anaerobic fitness is also very strong. So for you, I would, you know, roughly speaking to be safe and not hurt yourself and still be able to like train and compete and not have to take a long time off. I'd tell you six months, but if you were to do it next or in three months, you'd do it, you'd be able to do it. But, um, but like, a, but like a quality, like a, like a quality, solid, solid base. And you know, yeah. like, like, okay, six months. Oh, nice. That's actually not bad. You know, yeah, like so- my, my, my plan was to do my, I've always wanted to do a, a marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did, I did 50 miles, but you know, I kind of like walked it and, and jogged it and then this, but like, I want to no, like, gosh. but I, I, yeah, I want to, yeah, yeah. I, but I want to do, uh, uh, my goal this year is to, is to do like a, ah, then now I'm putting them out there, you know, to do like a, uh, I think like a sub four or a sub four thirty marathon, you know, at least just, yeah. just to put it out there. What's a sub 40 yeah. marathon mean? Uh, under 40 miles a, a sub four hour marathon so like or sub four thirty. so under finish a marathon under four hours and 30 minutes so like it'll roughly come to like 10 minute miles you can definitely do that wow. today you know I, I believe you could do that today yeah but, yeah um i mean like i said like i know i know what goes into being uh, a martial artist and you already have you already have a lot of that but a lot of it's a lot of it's in the head yeah yeah it man, gets that's, hard. All, that's all running dude yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's all in the head um because if you can run a 10 minute mile one time you can do it 26 times it's like there's like then the only thing that you'd have to learn how to do is like learn how to drink water and and um take shoes while running um like let let your body like get adjusted to metabolizing while exercising because i'm sure you don't do that yeah. at all i think you're the opposite right you you learn how to you learn how to exercise while being hungry yeah yeah that's that's so crazy you know that's that's one thing that i really admired that i really learned like even with the 15 miles that i was with you guys was like mm-hmm. how important fuel and how important heart rate was you know like mm-hmm. i could see how like my mentality going in there i would have i would have uh I would have broke like at mile 10, mile 15. Cause I've been like, yeah, fucking dude, water. What? I don't need water, dude. I'll freaking jam this, you know? I'll freaking jam this hill. You know, what do you mean? I need to eat. No way, dude. What? Puppy bears? No way. You know, like, Tomorrow. Yeah. but, but, but like, but like it, but it's, I didn't realize like how essential every, every second and every like little thing of that plays to, getting that next mile getting that next mile you know to like not realizing that there's caffeine in the pills you know like dude i would have been pounding coffee you know like i would have never known 
Yeah, it's that's so I'd say for anyone who's not Frank Camacho, take take at least six months to train for a hundred mile run. Like six, about 100 six, miles is a fucking far, dude. Yeah, six months to a year. I'll probably have to lose weight too, you know, because I have, <laughs> you know, like probably like. You don't, you don't have to lose the weight. I know a lot of people who are huge buff guys running 100 miles, like Nick Bear. I'm oh, sure Nick, you, you know. Dude, I have wow. all his supplements. I run, I, dude, I'm, I, you know, I, I bought all his shit because I follow him on YouTube. Do you, do you not get sponsored by, can you get a sponsorship from him? No, man. My, my, actually, my nutritionist is like a brand ambassador. So, like, I get a, I get a little, uh, I get a little, um, code that I, that I get a discount from. Yeah. But, man, like, I, that's, I never, I never bought supplements before, but his shit is so good. Really? Yeah. Nick Bear, if you're listening to this, dude, hook up Frank, man. Oh, man, please, dude. His, his freaking, uh, his G1M Sport, like, the, his carbs. His carb right. drink, oh man, it's like rocket fuel. Oh, they give you carb drink? Yeah, dude, I, I have to, I have to take, I have to take carbs like during my sessions. Wow, it'd be great if you could just bite into some rice. <laughs> bite into some, some rice, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because certainly, like that's that's a carb <laughs> that we all have here. Fucking hitting mitts and then bite a musubi. Oh my yeah, god. You are- you want to train for the street, so you gotta hit mints and then drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink so a beer I, and have a long conversation with some friends. No, that, that's hey, hey, um, so, uh, man, the two hundred miles. Holy shit, that's crazy. How, how? So, so back, so back to Everest. How, how much is it gonna take? What, what do you? How much does it? How much do you need to make it up there? in terms of physical or financial no, financial like 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 perfect world if you had like a freaking magic little fairy and you'd be like hey magic little fairy can i have this amount of money this is going to cover everything man like like 120 120k <laughs> 120 yeah and that's and that's just and that's just from that's that's 120 from base camp to the top and back down it's from it's from Kathmandu. It's from the capital city to uh, to base camp. Base camp. So to, so that so that's from that's from Hawaii. So like getting all your gear that you need to get to fly to Kathmandu, then to get to base camp, then go up and down and then back home. One hundred twenty k. Yeah, because I mean, I'm trying to go with like the best the best guides, the best Sherpas, and like I'm not trying to die out there. Oh uh, hell yeah, dude! Uh, please. <laughs> yeah, and so there's there's a lot there's so much money, man. I just want to think about this. It it costs the permit for a person to go to Everest. Like the permit you have, the permit to pay is around eleven thousand dollars. Okay. Jeez. Guess how much it costs for a drone, just to like get drone footage, like a permit for a drone. No idea. I want just ballpark guess. How much do you think it costs just for five G's? It, five grand. How much? Five G's. Five grand. Johnny, what do you think? <laughs> Ten grand. Yeah, it costs eleven thousand dollars for a permit just to get drone footage. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. <clears throat> So if, if I, I need to get this recorded, right? So before I even climb the mountain, before I even set foot and leave Hawaii, I'm already down $22,000. $22, Why do you need the drone footage? 
Well, I, I'd like to get, I'd like to make a, a movie about this or a documentary about it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you know, actually, no, actually, you're right because. Why would you want to get drone footage of yeah. climbing Mount Everest? Sorry, on, sorry, sorry. That. That, was, that was a fucking, that was a stupid ass question. No, because no, it's not stupid at all. We're trying no. to power tomorrow's out here, man. No, 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 no. Stone. <laughs> Dude, no, because no, 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 because no, because that eleven thousand, that eleven thousand dollar clip can do so much for for so many people. Yeah, yeah. If you think and about need, that, yeah. And I need. I need a try. I need a Guam seal right on my left side and my right side shoulders. I need it. I need a. No, but know. it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be you're gonna be freaking covered you know, up anyway. But you know what? Think about this: one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars is a lot for 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 a man for 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 one person to pay, but it's not so much for an entire island, right? If you know, or 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 an entire mm. support crew that believe in what you're doing i mean you know of course one hundred twenty thousand dollars is hard but you know the whole preparation to get there the willing the navigation the teamwork the efforts mm-hmm. because for us for for in debt for people who want it, supporters who might want to contribute you know uh you know um the risk is whatever cash investment we pay in that's that's your risk is life or death right for the most part yeah, I'm. I mean, so I I talk to my girlfriend about this all the time, like death and like you know and, and stuff like that. Like death is such a real possibility, but you know what? It's like I don't want to sound like a martyr. I don't want to sound like I'm. Like, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. But like my life, I'm not living my life fully if I don't do it. You know, you put your life on the line. If I put my life on the line, and I die climbing Mount Everest, then that I'm doing a thing that I wanted to do, you know? And like, I, I get scared. Like one of my fears is like my last, like if I like, I run out of oxygen or something and I'm like, and I'm feeling myself, like I can't make it. Like, would I, would I regret this moment? You know, would I regret like not being in Hawaii or not being in Guam with my family and stuff like that? It's like, and, and for me, the answer is you have to, You're gonna die, okay? Where everyone knows, everyone on this chat's gonna die at some point. It's, it's just a matter of like, what are you gonna do from from your birth to the end? Like, what's what is in between? I mean, you don't even know when that day is gonna come. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And it's uh, yeah, it is one hundred twenty thousand dollars, but it, it is my life, and like I'm, and I'm I'm pretty proud of my life. <laughs> at the same time, oh, yeah. You gotta, oh, you gotta, yeah. you gotta do the things that are um, that scare you. And I'm not going to die. I'm, I am gonna die, but I'm not gonna die climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> right on. There you go. You're gonna live climbing Mount Everest, dude. You're gonna, yeah. Dang, yeah. dude. So, how many mountains have you got? Have you climbed uh, so far prior to Everest? That, I mean, have you climbed uh, any mountain that was like really challenging that made you kind of question this whole Everest endeavor? Mount Lam Lam, man. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude, if, if that's the thing, dude, good luck, bro. <laughs> if that's uh, the thing. 
Bro, every time I every time I go above fourteen thousand feet, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, this is hard." Every, what is Everest? Everest is twenty nine thousand. Oh my god, jeepers! You're serious? Yeah. Wow. But, so I mean, there's the. Yeah, and, and the high I've gone to. So my first high mountain was fifteen thousand. That was Ooh. in Nepal. Um, then I did a fourteener. I did a couple fourteeners in Colorado, and. Then last year I went to base camp at around 18,000 feet. And that was like, I was like, this could kill me. You know, I could actually die at, at base camp because, because I just wasn't used to it, but, but you just got to get used to it. Your body will, your body will adapt to any demand you ask it of. If you give it enough time. And preparation. And preparation. Right. Wow. Right on. Well, so okay. So, how can people support this venture? You have the your GoFundMe page is is ready, Frank. You know how to do that uh, link stuff. I think so. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely would love to share a link there. I mean, there's. I know you have. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a long and a, uh, adventurous road ahead. You know, you got that two hundred in two months, two hundred miles in two months in Utah. You said. Yes, sir. And that's, that's another thing too, is like people believe people will more easily believe you. If you say you're going to do something, if you have a resume, right. And like, I can't really afford to climb mountains super often, but I can afford a lot of miles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, great, and at the same time, at the same time too, I want to, I don't want to be the only face of tribe. I want, I want it to be like this. I want to be like the power Rangers. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own, has their own thing. But um, for me right now, like I'm just trying to build myself up and also build up people around me. Um, so that, so whatever Everest they have, they can, they can climb that. Well said, well said. But yeah, if you wanted to find, find any information, you can go on to tribe.hawaii at, um, that's on Instagram, so tribe.hawaii, or um, that's just the best place to find find all the links for GoFundMe donating. Um, find you can find all of our personal profiles there too if you want to find us um, personally. But um, really trying to build up build up the company company and community before the self before the individual. Amen. Right on. Amen. Right on. Excellent, man. Excellent head on your shoulders there. You know, uh, can't wait till you guys do. Uh, can't wait to see uh, what comes next after the 200. Are you looking at doing another 100 on Guam in the future? Every year. Every year, March every 25th. Year. Yeah. Every year, oh, March you 25th. March 25th is the, is the date. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so that's that's the plan for Tribe is that we want to. Um, oh, shit. Ron, like get ready, dude. Make... Let's get ready. I uh, know I'm gonna get ready to be yeah. part of the water station again. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> water. So it, it would but actually it's, uh, be it's, it's fun, man. We're, we're stoked. On that one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, actually, no, I can't even I can't even uh, think that far into the future. But okay, so March 25th next year, 100 miler. Yes, Mariana's 100, same route, same, same time. Um, 
And we're, we really want it to be, you know, the tribe makes around a thousand dollars a year right now. And we're really trying to find different ways to make money. And we're hoping that we can make more, we can make some capital um, doing that, but we don't want it to be impossibly expensive or anything, just enough to cover, cover some expenses and stuff. And hopefully keep, keep the lights on for tribe. Hey, right on. There you go. Frank, are you going to do that one? Are you on that? Oh, God, that's... Oh, <laughs> See, you put you on, you want to ask me? Dude, dude, like, uh, no, now, now I'm in the position of, of Johnny, like, like, oh, okay, yeah, shoot, bro, I'm down, dude, let's do it. Fuck yeah, dude, I just did 10, I just did six Ron, miles, somebody, bro, let's do 100. I'm trying to call, but I can't. Okay, March. Okay, March. March, yeah. And I'm not running it next year. I'm definitely going to take more of a um, director, director's part. And I just needed to get that trailblaze so people know it's possible. And then um, I definitely want to work more with, with companies and take more of like the, um, the social part of it, like getting, getting more, um, getting more people involved, like whether it's government or, or brands or anything like that. Like I'm working um, relief in Aganya. They sell these uh, CBD stuff. And I really want them to like make goodie bags for all of the finishers. You know, people when they finish, they, they'll get like this muscle and joint cream and, and foot cream and stuff like post, post. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, and like, just, and want to have fun. We want to have fun doing it. Okay. I think, yeah. Uh, Wow, hundred miles. Fuck. Okay, shoot. If I don't have a fight, if I don't have a fight, Frank, you can do it, man. Look at that. Hey, caught on here, guys. Frank said he's gonna do it. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, what would be cool too is to like to to do like a perimeter run like around all the other Mariana Islands. Oh, that'd be. Or sick. how about relays? How about like a relay division there? You can include in that like a team one. Oh no. yeah, no, no. <laughs> only, only for the real, right? Nobody's jumping in this boat here. Because, <laughs> well, human, human culture, human psychology will always want to take that way out, you know. And it's fucking like it's 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 scary. It's a scary thing, and that's the point. <laughs> you want you want to break through? Yeah, you you need that breakthrough. But the and I'm, and the reason too is like it's not, it's not impossible. Like everything is possible. Like, you know, and like, I don't need to preach this to you guys, but life is like anything you want in life is possible. So, um, dude, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the big sign in front of the, the, the fuck I shot. Everything is possible. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. And that's why I love, yeah, the best. I love, just love like that. We're just writing down what people have been saying for a very, People all over around the world have been seeing for a very, very long time, and it's really cool to see. It's not, it's not only being said; it's actually being done. You mm -hmm. know, so guys, you know your your vision with tribe, uh, the tribe collective, and the and the team that you built behind it, and the team that you brought back with you, and the support team for everybody who's behind the scenes. You guys are onto to a really great thing here, and then you just keep pushing those. Uh, keep pushing those boundaries, man. And you know what I mean? And man, the community grows and follows. 
thank you guys so much. And, um, and I just like, I just want to say thank you um, for giving us, you know, your time and, and what I'm actually going to ask of you both um, going forward is like, you know, Johnny, Brandon, and I, we're, we're young kids. We don't really understand a lot about, about, uh, we don't understand a lot about a lot. And so what we'd love for your, um, your, your mentorship and just to, just to let, just please let us know if we're ever doing anything that's wrong or, or what you think would like be detrimental to, to Guam or to, to anything because we don't, we, you know, we're, we, we want to have a lot of fun, but sometimes having fun can hurt people and we don't want to hurt anyone in the pursuit of something. Yeah. And yeah, with that, that that's for your, for those, uh, those, you know, uh, even though, you know, I think you guys are seem to be following good judgment, you know, it's easy to, uh, make the wrong decision here and there. But since, since we were kind of like, we came before you guys, you know, we're older than you guys, both us and Frank and people are older than us. Hopefully the mistakes that we make are the mistakes that you won't, you know, you mm -hmm. won't, that, that you won't have to. Because right. the mistakes, sometimes they have their all, they all have their own purpose, right? They steer us into whatever direction, as long as in, instead of sitting on our butts, letting it push us down, we let us, it just gives us more, more, um, more vehemence in, in moving forward, right? So, yeah, you guys are, that's incredible. I mean, right now it's a, you know, the, the marathons, the 5Ks came, the 10Ks came, the marathons came when they're impressive, the Ironmans came, and then the, and then the walk across Guam came, and that was pretty impressive. And then, geez, it was the one, the, the, the run around, it's an A. Bro, I've never yeah. seen, dude, I've never seen a Garmin, the Garmin. And it was the shape of Guam, dude, with the line in between. Wow. Yeah. And that was a GPS. Wow. Yeah. Iconic. Right on. Frank, how about you, man? Anything? Man. Any, uh, Yo. Any keep... words to say about your 100 next year? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude. Boys. Fucking keep on keeping on, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all right johnny how, how about you man what what i mean you know like uh i know you're cruising there because i was uh cruising there in the back man I, uh you know it's really good to see you come to guam yeah, and, you know even though you've never been here before and you decided let's just run around the whole darn thing you know or or give it our best shot um will we be seeing you in guam I next year it. for the for the 100 yeah, you'll be seeing me most definitely next year for the 100. Yeah. I definitely have unfinished oh, yeah. business there. Oh, yeah. No fair coffee. No fair coffee. <laughs> okay, Johnny, I'm going to run it with you, bro. Just yeah. me, like Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, damn, that's a great commitment. Okay, right there. Me, I'm going to freaking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'll support you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pace you guys. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be your, your donkey and I'll carry all your salt and all your water. And like, I'll be your, uh, I'll be your, your, uh, coach throughout. No, throughout no, to be it. honest, to, to be honest, I'm going to be reaching out to you guys to see like, what do I need to do? You know, shit, I need to be doing eight hours of cardio. Fuck. <laughs> how, how long is the training? Well, you session? can start after your fight. Yeah. Well, 
Well, like, well, well, cause, cause a lot of, a lot of my stuff is, I'll, I'll probably like do two, yeah, about like six, six, seven hours of training, but like, but, but, but different, uh, for like sports specific stuff, you know? Right. But, but that's, that's the whole point is that you're, you're actually like, you're, you're expending energy for, you just said two to seven hours at a time. So that's like, you're already there, you know, it wouldn't take a lot for you to, to, to become, to finish a to hundred mile run because you're already in the process. You're not, you're not. Yeah. Is that like a coming off the couch? Yeah. You're not a stranger to any process. Like you know how to, yeah. you know how to go through a process. Yeah. Doing it right now, man. Like for your fight coming up next, next month, right? Next month. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> hey, do you guys, do you ever follow your, uh, your, after you, your opponent do you ever follow each other on instagram after the fight or anything or yeah you know it's weird you know it's weird it's like i don't know for me i don't know if it's just because it's me but like sometimes like we like like we become really good friends even before the fight <laughs> damn this is all business a, yeah i mean that's me you know like I, I i mean some guys are the are the other way you know there's ill will or whatever for me it's just like nah like yeah, I don't like, you know, I don't fight with ill will. You know, I fight, I fight to go in there and do my job. Or, 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 no, or more so like I look forward to the opportunity to showcase all my hard work. You know, it'd be a really cool, interesting fight. I mean, I know you're in different weight divisions, but you know, in just a way, uh, when we're speaking of everything is possible, but like imagine if a fight with against like Wonder Boy. Thompson, who's a nut, who's a super nice, freaking fierce dude in MMA. You know what I mean? Who's fought the legends? Yeah. Who's a legend himself? But I would love to see the build up there. <laughs> man, oh man, you're so right. Cool. I, oh, man. He's a swell dude. Yeah, man, yeah. I really like Wonder Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would Bro. just be interesting, man. But you know, thank goodness for the good guys in martial arts. Man, martial arts, yeah, for sure. But thanks, boys, man. Freaking always a pleasure. And uh, dude, this is uh, not the end. This is just the beginning. We'll, we'll, beginning. we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to um, any anything and everything. Just shoot it our way, and we'll, you know, we'll do our best to share and to show some support. And thank you, thank you, guys. Yeah. Dude, appreciate thanks for your time, it. man. Yeah, Suzu's Masi and Mahalo. Thank and, you. Yeah. Later, right, guys. We'll see you again. Later. Honored, right, guys. Honored. Hey, guys. Welcome to the tribe, man. I really appreciate you guys so much. All right. Can't wait to see everything unfold. All right, all. Love you guys. So much to love. Shoot. All right. Episode's over. Please let us know what you think about this episode. And if you haven't, please subscribe to the Fucka and the Force podcast. Sign a mossy.